Welcome back, everybody, to the Wrestling Wars Podcast. I am your host, Mighty NorCal, and unfortunately, well, someone unfortunately, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I am here, guestless. It's going to be a solo act today. Uh, tried to contact KB, but he is stuck in an alternate universe, probably with the Utroms. Um, just a Ninja Turtle joke for all you guys out there. And then Ty Berna. The Equalizer, who knows where he's at. Probably gambling somewhere. Probably taking someone's money someplace. And then our other studious guest, the Shockmaster, um, is working a lot of quadruple, double, triple, eight-hour, 16-hour, eight-days-a-week shifts because his family is moving into a beautiful new home. And no one is going to put hard times on the family of the Shockmaster. So... It looks like it's just going to be me and you guys again this week, um, which hopefully goes well since I received many solid compliments on the uh, solo show I did on the venerable Dusty Rhodes last week. So hopefully I can maintain that standard. Um, A couple of things I'll cover are two things that a lot of people have been asking me my feelings on. One of them being um, the big political news that happened this week um, with all the all the all the gay marriage action and uh the other one um a lot of people asked me what I thought of money in the bank which I guess we didn't really cover comprehensively um I don't really do politics on this show because you know wrestling's supposed to be escape stuff we talk about here and here's supposed to be an escape but all I will say is if you would like to live in an area or a region or a country where the religion dictates what is and is not legal and how the rules of the country are supposed to work the Middle East is accepting applications if you'd like to go live there because that's how things work there that's not how things work in America so that's that um Money in the Bank I thought was a decent enough show uh obviously we all know my feelings on the Kevin Owens John Cena match um a lot of people, you know, I heard a lot of people, you know, talking about match of the year, five star, greatest thing ever. But to me, it was basically a carbon copy of the first match, um, but just with a shittier finish and a and the wrong winner. Um, but you know, they're gonna pass it off as well. Well, he was the one who left standing tall in the end, and he beat up Cena, and you know that's how he got put up. Well, then why not just have the guy fucking win? Like, what's the point, man? Like, you just have to even up that record with Cena, don't you? Um, but news reports are saying that he is in line to take that U.S. title off of Cena sooner than later. So, hopefully that does happen, and hopefully it happens in a way that can rocket him even higher. Um, there's been a lot of rumors lately that we may possibly be on our way to a Seth Rollins face turn through all these ins and outs with the authority, which... I think would be great. I mean, outside of his uh, kind of nasally annoying voice, I've always thought Seth Rollins was a really natural face. His move set um, is is really set up for a face for people to get behind. His selling is set up for a face for people to be able to get behind. Um, so I just I just feel like that. Uh, and that needs he's gone the route where he's been a heel first and has gotten everybody's respect through his work. Um, and those generally turn out to be the best heel to face transitions. Um, so uh, hopefully that is on the way happening and that will open up the door for a, the number one heel in the cunt, uh, number one heel in the promotion spot and uh, hopefully that can go right on over to Kevin Owens who can definitely carry that mantle um, besides that the uh, the money in the bank ladder match was was fine I can't say it was a especially special it was decent enough entertaining um They've kind of run out of ways to make that thing classic, like the first one was, or the uh, I believe it was the third one that they had it. And uh, no, it was the second one. The second one and the first one are my favorite ones. The one they had in Chicago, um, and then of course the first one with uh, Benjamin and uh, a more prime Kane and Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit it was a fantastic match. Um, they've kind of run out of ways to really push that thing. Um, so it was it was what it was. Um, Rollins and Ambrose it was in kind of a weird match. I thought the the finish of it was really, really good, um, really solid. 
drama and 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 picking up the pace of, of you know what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next. But the first part of the match was just a sleeping pill. It felt like it felt like they kind of lost everybody and then couldn't get them back. Uh, and I uh, agreed with that because I was kind of you know just waiting for it. And funny enough, I kind of predicted. I was like, I know he's not going to sell the leg. He won't sell the leg because barely anybody sells anything in the WWE or in professional wrestling in general anymore. He isn't going to sell the leg. It's not going to matter. Can we please just get past this point of the match? Can we please do that? And uh, it did take a while to get past that. And then once they finally did, they did crank it up. Ambrose didn't really sell the leg. And it was a good match. So uh, the whole thing was kind of, I don't know. I can see both sides of it because I know both guys. Uh, you know, they're young, they're getting their chance to close this show, they want to go out, they want to tear stuff up, they want to rip the house down, but um, I think it would have really, really could have helped the match if uh, they would have sped up to the second part of the match more and the selling from the injuries sustained in the beginning of it would have looked more significant. I really wish they would have went that way with it. Uh, so, Money in the Bank was decent enough. Um, I wouldn't say it's too much better or too much worse than, than anything else we've seen from them recently. Um, probably, you know, same thing. C plus, B minus area. Um, decent enough. As far as, uh, the, the, in general, wrestling headlines that have happened, uh, here recently, it was supposed to be this big deal the other night on a TNA. Um, it looked like, it looked like Jeff Jarrett was, he was going to show up and something, this huge, you know, industry thing, that changing thing was going to happen and, People thought maybe it was a uh, going to be a merging of TNA and GFW, or that Jeff Jarrett was going to buy TNA, or you know something like that. And in true TNA fashion, it was simply putting Jeff Jarrett into the King of the Mountain match, um, and that's it, as far as we know. So at least you know, le- you know, fuck it, TNA. At least you're consistent, buddy. Uh, consistently. They, they've done this so much over time. They've built up this, that, and the other. Like, oh, this is going to be the biggest deal. This is going to be the biggest thing um, ever. And it's been Tommy Dreamer. It's always Tommy Dreamer. This time it wasn't Tommy Dreamer. It was just adding Jeff Jarrett to the King of the Mountain match. Uh, give a fuck. Um, I watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And Ring of Honor is growing on me quite a bit. Like, that was a very... I find myself very regularly saying that the ring, last Ring of Honor pay-per-view I saw was the newest, best one that I have saw, if that makes sense. Like, the last time I watched one, I was like, wow, that's probably the best show I've seen Ring of Honor put on. And then I watched this one. I said, you know what? Top to bottom, this is probably the best Ring of Honor show I've seen them put on. So, uh, that shows improvement, if you can say that every single time. Um, I think I'm going to attempt to be, if I can find time, become a regular viewer of the weekly program that's on Destination America. And uh, I just I just really hope that um, people can see this, this brand's potential and maybe pump a little bit of money into it so it can build itself up to be a little bit better and uh, be taken a little bit more seriously than it already is. Because it's achieving similar, if not more, uh, better numbers than TNA without the support. So imagine what they could do with a little bit more advertising, uh, financial support, all of that. Um, I, I just think that'd be smart for everybody involved. I mean, why not, you know, try to get a little bit of return on your investment? Um, a couple of things that are going on uh, concurrently in the WWE... Um, the, the biggest uh, new feud, I guess, we got going is uh, Reigns and Bray Wyatt, which is a, a feud that I really, really do not mind. Um, I think that it's given us a chance to show for Roman Reigns to show a little bit of range, to, to uh, show some emotion, to show some vulnerability. It's making Bray Wyatt looked very sinister. It's given both guys a thing to do that's, you know, powerful and that anybody can react to. So I, I kind of like it. I kind of like where this is going. I kind of like the development that it could mean for Roman Reigns. Um, so I appreciate it, and I hope it does good. Speaking of, of old rivalries, of things that could happen, I am getting a, a message from, from Dimension X. He's coming in on his hoverboard. I think KB is going to show up and be available here momentarily. You just wait. Hold on. 
And here he is, fresh from fucking Dimension X on his hoverboard, the man of 5,000 matches, KB. How are things going over there, man? And are the Utroms doing okay? Uh, they're doing all right. Donnie finally got that teleporter working. Yes. Um, uh, it, it took him, like, five seasons to do, but he finally got it working again. So, uh, and uh, I was in some weird dimension where TNA decided to spoil all of its pay-per-view results for a month in advance and then lost, like, ten wrestlers in a week and uh, allegedly has a pay-per-view, which they're treating like a house show. I'm glad I came back to reality because no one could possibly be that stupid. Well, KB... Oh no! You must have been confused and oh, got no. a switcheroo proof put on you because you must have seen that before you went into Dimension X oh, and then crossed back over because that's actually the real fucking world. That actually really fucking happened this week. Thank you, TNA. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, yeah. What the fuck? They've lost more fucking people than my beloved San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what's happening over there. Well, I'd want to get out of the 49ers too. So. There's nobody who. I mean, from from back in the glory days, I guess you could call it, from, you know, 09, 10, part of 11, there's barely anyone left. There's Angle, uh, and he's going under the knife, apparently. Yeah. Again? Imagine that. He has a bad neck. For a tumor. We'd be like, no, yeah. Angle, that's not that's not an actual tumor. That's just Dixie Carter. She's just by you all yeah. the time. If you leave Some, the, company, another work, the another... company, it won't happen. Another worthless mass that just kind of grows yeah, exactly. and won't that's, go away. That's, that's why I'm, I think when the doctors diagnosed it, they are like, there's a worthless uh, mass that's growing on you, and it's like, no, it's actually just, just Dixie Carter. Um, a very yeah, polite man, mass, though. All those people are gone. Yeah. Austin Aries, James Storm, all the and, knockouts. Do they even have knockouts? Taryn Terrell and Awesome Con. Like, they, the people that they've even gone to the effort of building are gone. Like, yeah. And just and, I mean, unless they're doing some massive invasion angle with GFW, and even then, I mean, is that supposed to be the big saving grace? A company that's had like four shows is coming in to save you. That's their big that. Assuming that's even what they're going for, which I doubt more and more every day. I'm telling you right now, after watching that show last week and seeing everything that's happening. Ring of Honor is like a million dollars and five minutes slowed down in their matches from becoming something fucking serious. I dug Ring of Honor this week. It was a good show. I didn't. Real I still haven't been show. able to watch the weekly show yet, but mm-hmm. I did watch Best in the World. And funny enough, oh, I was going to talk about this on when I was in the solo show. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. I have fucking tickets to a Ring of Honor show. That shit happened, son. Uh... Nakamura and Okada are coming back to Philly in uh, August, and I simply cannot miss that again. I can't fucking do it. Right. So, but I've been to a Ring of Honor show. It's fun. Uh, It was it was very fun. I got to uh, expecting it to be a good fucking time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Um, yeah. Just the the chants are all there. I got to see Steen when he was still there. That was one of his last mat, one of the last big matches. So, uh, and ladder war. Actually, what's funny is um. Their next pay-per-view uh, in July is is in Baltimore. I had the option of going to that as well, but I just don't feel... Because I know the nature of Ring of Honor title reigns are usually very long. Um, mm, I just don't yeah. feel like uh, Roderick Strong's going to gonna beat Jay Lethal for the title at the at the uh, Baltimore show, so I didn't pick up yeah. tickets to it. But yeah, that, uh, sounds, that does sound quick. Yeah, that's that's because that's it's happening in July. I think uh, late July, like July 18th or 19th or something like that. So I just don't I don't see, especially after how much they've built Jay Lethal up. I just don't see. Oh yeah, well, don't he see was, it happening. Well, I I that the show I was at was where he won the TV title. Oh. And that that was that was uh, two nights before WrestleMania 30. Oh yeah, that that Jay Lethal guy who used to do a Macho Man impression in fucking TNA. That guy. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. I. I, I haven't seen much of him. I'm still not really getting the massive appeal of him. The contract signing they did on the weekly show a couple weeks ago was the best I've seen him do. So if it was like that in the title match against Briscoe, then... Oh, yeah, he's been real I'd solid. Feel... He still has the dumbest fucking finisher in pro wrestling, but beyond that... Oh, yeah, that, that, that handspring mean, cutter or whatever? Yeah, I, there's... I don't even want to get started. But no. it's... It, overall, he's extremely good. And you know what else I decided? I decided I really fucking like... Um, Briscoe, 
his fucking promos, his promos feel like they, that's how I would cut promos if I was a pro wrestler. Like, just, just his diction and the, the aggressive way that he can do it. Like, I really, really like Briscoe, and uh, I hope he continues to be, you know, a main cog in, in, the, in the machine down there, even though he yeah. lost the belt. I like Jay Mark. Uh, he he. There's no real nice way to put this. He looks a step above having like some bad mental disorder. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit of weird um, uh, it, facial construction. I, I, it's I, a little too much for me. Jay is acceptable. Mark though is just like he he looks like a bad caricature from a caveman movie. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um. So, wow, we got ourselves a little Ring of Honor segment on the show. But yeah, be, be yeah. happy, India. Between, be between, happy. between TNA dropping off all these guys and Ring of Honor really picking another game up as of late, I'm telling you, we are not far away. It's not far away. I would love to see them do a talent share with uh, Lucha Underground, with LU. Because oh, even works. though I'm not a huge um, fan of the show per se, um, they got a lot of guys on there that I would really enjoy, that I really think are talented on uh, Lucha Underground. Oh yeah. Namely, uh, Mundo and uh, Prince Puma, um, both guys. I would love to see uh, work regularly in in a Ring of Honor environment. Yeah, I, I was hoping that you meant Ring of Honor because TNA. I, I, I was like, oh, why would you no. want them what? to go there? Goodness yeah, gracious. I, I was about to. I, I was thinking, please don't let me down like that, man. Please don't. So, before you came buzzing in here, um, popping up like a pimple on prom night, I was covering. This Roman Reigns Bray Wyatt feud. How do you feel about? I, I was talking about how I actually really appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that it's gonna, sh- it's given Roman Reigns the chance to, uh, to show some range. How it's given him the chance to be involved in something that's a little bit outside the box, so he can, you know, exercise his chops a little bit and develop himself as a character a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that it's just something other than the endless march of domination towards a title. Um, yeah, I like think? that. T- uh, the I like it, too. I like it a lot, actually. For one thing, on the other side of things, with Bray, it gives him something specific. I still have no idea why he went after Ryback, other than he felt like it, um, which works for a while, but there comes a point where it's just like, could you give me something specific? Going after his daughter, maybe because, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, which I'm assuming maybe four people saw, uh, Bray did interrupt. I was one of them, yeah. Yeah. Reigns cost him a match against Ambrose, so there is a reason for Bray to be mad at him in the first place, which I don't think they've actually mentioned that, which doesn't really surprise me, but there is at least a story there. Yeah. Uh, the stuff with the they daughter... I like bothering to tell it. I got you. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stuff with the daughter is creepy enough that it works. Yeah, because... I saw somebody in the, in the live discussion, I believe it was uh, Nate, one of, our, one of our regular listeners, he... Um... Somebody said something to the effect of, like, why did he know, you know, trying to shit on the program, somebody made a comment, uh, why did he know that Roman Reigns was going to come running back there when that scene came up? And Nate just jumps in and is like, dude, do you have fucking children? Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> like, of course, it, it's a sinister, like, thing that people are going to pay attention to. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that, that, that just, you go and defend your kids. I mean, it's not... It's not that complicated. Not rocket uh, science, most definitely not. Th- this is, it's a case where, can you please stop overthinking this? I know Wyatt has some out there promos, but this isn't one of them. This yeah. is just, I'm going after your daughter. Well, I don't, Come think, fight he's, me. I don't think he's necessarily but actually he's trying, going after he, his daughter. He's just using that to get to Roman Reigns. To fuck yeah, I, Why he it, wants to do that is left up to interpretation, I'm sure, will never be explained. But, yeah. Which I kind of like that it's never explained with some of the stuff that's never explained with him. You don't need. It's one of those characters where it's just like he's evil. You don't need everything laid out for you like this. Um, but I, I do hope the daughter at least makes an appearance at some point. If nothing else, just if nothing else, just for the just for the sheer stupidity of hey, this guy wants to stalk my. This guy is stalk is allegedly stalking my daughter. Let's put them in the same building. <laughs> um. Which goes with the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero principle from 2005 of oh hey, the best this, of times the best of times this guy's that is trying a bust to take... ass ladder match before we get to that segment let me just tell you right goddamn now what what SummerSlam was that it was 2006 wasn't it five 
2005. Yeah, 2005. SummerSlam 2005. The ladder match for the custody of Dominic. It was fucking absurd. Like, hilariously so absurd. But that match is bust-ass as it gets. That match is crazy. Ladder match between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Check that out. In case you've never heard it, the following line is actually uttered. The following contest is for the custody of Dominic. Oh, yeah. Me and my buddies used to watch that, and everybody would just fall off the couch. Like, right there, just laughing. Like, you can't even get serious, like, to start with this. But there's a lot of of good stuff. It's a damn great ladder match. Um, Before we move on to the the current pay-per-views, speaking of stuff from the past, uh, what do you... I, I, the reason that I didn't specifically seek you out for the, the the solo show, the Dusty Road show, is because you said you, uh, you know, and, and this is not a, a knock on you or anything. It's just you know certain people or certain people's styles. You said you weren't the hugest fan of Dusty Rhodes, um, coming along, and that's just you know work. But that doesn't mean I, I acknowledge that, that does not mean that you don't respect the guy and everything that oh, he's, that he's uh, accomplished. I just wanted to. Uh, do a show with a with a with a um you know for me I was a huge fan he was one of my right. first heroes so what um just give us you know shortly your take on on Rhodes and his accomplishments and you know maybe a favorite old school match for people to yeah. check out uh well I've never heard anyone that can talk as well as he could yeah. well or at least yeah. very few um th- there were he would look into the camera and there would be this he would be. He could be deadly serious, but at the same time, well, maybe not all the ways at the same time, you could see this innocence in his eyes. Yeah, okay. And it was this big smile on his face, and with that, you could always just see that he was, he believed every single thing that he said, and he was having the time of his life out there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a match, um, well, it wouldn't really be the best to go with a match for Dusty because, well, he wasn't the best it's... in the ring. So, okay, instead... Okay, up to interpretation. I think that, that falls under the uh, the Hulk Hogan rules for me, personally. Dusty we're... does have his moments. Well, well, no, 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 no. What I mean is, is okay, he might not have been out there doing hurricanas and, oh, no. and, and fucking shooting star presses, but the guy with just what little he did do with with some elbow drops and some punching and some basic brawling was, you know, had had a whole fucking country captivated. Oh, he so, had more charisma than he knew so, what to do. I mean, the matches themselves are, I mean, like I said on the last show, the, uh, <laughs> I sure do hope I'm not about to steal this from you, but the, uh, the match, the matches with Ric Flair, especially the 1985 yeah. one, were bust ass like a motherfucker. Oh, like, that, that's the great that was, fucking matches. That's other than that, and uh, like Great American Bash '87 with the uh, the first War Games match. They're really those are pretty much your best options for a Rhodes match. Um, but of course, the main thing with Dusty was the talking. Um, yeah, which I don't think anyone's really going to be surprised to hear that. Um, uh, and of course, the the most common one you'll hear is "Hard Times," which still is one of the best promos ever, if not the best. If not the best promo ever, yeah. yeah. Uh, instead, I'm going to give you one that isn't as well remembered, but it's still awesome stuff. Um, it is you can find it on the network. Um, Good. It is Clash of the Champions 28, uh, which um, was in August of 1994. Yeah, the idea is. Oh, yeah. I think I know. Oh, I know. I know where you're going. Okay, go for it. Yeah. yeah. The, the the idea, very simply, is Dustin Rhodes is at war with the Stud Stable. Yes, sir. Which was a very very lame mid card uh, heel group, and for some reason he lame decides... at the time, but I quite enjoy them now. Like watching that back, I think that's goddamn hilarious. But anyways, oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> it's hilarious in all the wrong ways. But um, the, and for some reason. Dustin Rhodes, the genius that he is, picked Arn Anderson to help him in this war. Arn Anderson flat out told him, I'm going to stab you in the back. And then he did. And Dustin was still surprised by this. So one night, Dusty came out and said that he had neglected Dustin for years and Dustin needed a partner. And who better than his dad? Yeah. And I'll uh I'll let Dusty fill in the rest of the details for you. But uh it's it is some great great stuff. I mean from my dad and I don't have the best relationship, 
So it it definitely does click okay. with everything that's said in there. And if you if to anyone who's had issues with their parents before, it'll hit home with you very very easily. Yeah. Um, okay. And it, it's it's a very it's the one that I remember the most from him. Uh, and even when this yeah, was because it touched, touched you personally, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the those are where the best promos come from. Yeah. Um, is when it's something that you can connect to. I mean, you have people like John Cena who are no one is like him. He's this alpha male in incredible shape, the top star in the world. No one can connect to that. It's yeah. why you and then to bring this into modern times, at the same time, you have someone like... It's why the Zack Ryder push worked so well. He was this guy who wasn't anything remarkable, but the fans got behind him because they thought he was funny, and he just rose up, and people wanted to be a part of it. And people connected to him because he was pretty much just an average guy who was working really hard. And a lot more people can connect to that than being this alpha male. And it, the same idea with the Dusty promo. A lot more people can connect well, to being... Especially how well Dusty can can tap into real issues and convey emotion. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's that's like, why Hard Times work so well. Like, the, the promo was real when he was talking about how he neglected Dustin and how he felt bad about it and he loves him because that, that was real. That happened. Oh, and yeah. he talks yeah. about it very frankly in documentaries about him. Oh, yeah. And it, just, it, it works the exact same way. I mean, it's... It's the same idea that worked in, in hard times where he talked about how, you know, people are losing their jobs because of computers and robots and stuff like that, which was really going on. The economy was in really bad shape. and Still going on, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, just, I mean, every day I hear my dad talk about how the factory he's worked at for over 40 years is they're talking about moving it all down to Mexico. Yeah. You know, and it's it's something very scary for people who are, like, you know, trying to put food on the table every day and that's how you can connect okay oh, yeah. so yeah cool and um i can't remember i mean there was other great things that that continued that because didn't then then didn't they go recruit the fucking nasty boys yes and they then, did and then they're part of the they're part of the war games match when war games is taking place in september and it's fucking hilarious because don't or at least dusty does i know because he was goddamn funny but doesn't Dusty and Dustin, they both dress up kind of like the Nasty Boys for the War Games match. Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it um, <was> awesome. <laughs> now, now, the little-known part of that is at the end of the match, um, I, I'm going to assume you don't mind a spoiler for Fall Brawl 94. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> show 21 years old. Um, the end of the match is Colonel Robert Parker, uh, uh, the heel manager of the stud stable, is in the match, and they put a figure four on him and just drop elbow after elbow yeah, after yeah, elbow. Yeah. Um, during that sequence, Parker had some... Uh, oh, yeah, did, yeah. He, did he shit his pants? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that story and being like, I gotta go back and look for that. I've never have, though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. On a side note, there's... um uh, With the CM Punk story about how he had the same issues during a match on SmackDown, there is a hilarious... Um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. GIF, GIF, whatever. Three-second yeah, video. of yeah. Yeah, that thing. Uh, where I'm assuming it's that match because he's, like, rolling around on the mat and all of a sudden his eyes bug out. Yeah. <laughs> just with no one touching him. He's And it's just kind of like, I guess that's when it happened. Craziness. Good yeah. stuff. We'll have to be watching for that. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, good yeah time. That, that's Dusty. That's the big Dusty moment for me. Um, it is. At, uh, Dusty Rhodes, forever remembered. He laid a whooping so bad he made Colonel Parker shit his pants. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you if you had a mask that big falling on you over and over, how would you feel? Right. I don't know if I'd shit my pants, but that's I, I can understand where you're coming from. Um, speaking of war and war games, we got Battleground coming up, baby. Do. Um. So isn't this going to be like? the greatest match that's ever happened in the history of Earth when Lesnar and fucking Seth Rollins have a match. Like, could you possibly... I can't even think of two guys whose styles are better suited to just be, like, just is just gonna be amazing. I can't fucking wait to watch it. Well, it's gonna take... It's gonna need a lot to get over one of the most illogical stories I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm... I'm they're kind of losing me. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not... 
it's kind of white noise when they come out. Hello, Seamus. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really... I'm just... Because, like you said, it just doesn't really make any sense. And really, like, I don't know why there has to be a story. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't know either. Like, like okay, Seth Rollins stole the belt. Like, a little it's shit. It's rematch time. And here, now Lesnar's back. Okay, and you want to use that, you know, the, the thing to excuse why he was allowed to come back. You want to use your whole turn a lump of coal into a diamond thing. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine if you want to use it for the excuse of why you allowed him to come back. But past that, like, shut up and get out of the way. Like, we don't need... Right. We don't need any of that at all. Well, well I mean, I'm talking more about, okay, so the idea to br the idea of bringing Lesnar back is to give Rollins this big test to see if he can do this on his own, and so then the next week the authority gives him his troops back? Why? Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of bringing Lesnar back in the first place? It kind of does. Uh, it just, the, they, the, the whole thing that they're talking about is you got to do this on your own, and then a week later, oh, never mind, you can have your guys back. And heaven for and Lesnar, of course, would be terrified of the awesome force of Joe of Joey Mercury and Kane. Yeah, it was a. I was getting like rolling over to go to sleep at the end of Raw, and I, from what I thought I overheard, I was like, he is not getting jumped by authority, and they are not succeeding right now. I know that's not what I'm hearing right now, so I'm just uh, not going to roll over I... and face what I think that I'm hearing. Man, I had to watch it. <laughs> it. it... It's exactly what it what it sounded like, and it's still stupid. I mean, yeah, it, just a bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar manhandled John Cena, but this is Kane, and Kane is like big, so it's totally different. It's just, uh, you know, as much as I hate to to parrot anything that Mark Madden says, but it's just like Lesnar. He shouldn't be treated like a regular wrestler. Like No, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be overcome by numbers because that's just the way wrestling works. Like he's fucking Brock Lesnar. Like you don't right. <sighs> That was my problem with the uh with the with his feud with Triple H, aside from the fact that it went on for a year. Um yeah. it was that that wasn't a Brock Lesnar story. That was a Triple H story. You could have told yeah, that exact yeah, yeah. that, that exact same story could have happened with Kane, Big Show, Mark Henry, Sheamus. It would have been the exact same feud. You could have plugged any of those guys in, and it would have been pretty much the exact same thing. There's very little that happened in that feud that couldn't have been done with any monster. The idea behind Lesnar, though, is he's not like any other monster. Yeah. He's the monster that people that monsters fear. You know, I mean, you couldn't and have... Now Brent... he's getting beat up by Kane and Stooges. Right, right. I mean, like... they're it... so awesome. Right. And not only just Stooges, just one Stooge, because Noble got hurt. Yeah. In other news, Brock Lesnar collapsed his lung, like, for real. And broke he's three getting He's getting beat up by fucking Kane. Like, and Joey Mercury. Oh, you gotta throw in Joey Mercury, who is the Authority's secret weapon. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, not Lesnar. This would be fine if it was, like... Anybody else. Yes, anybody not named Brock Lesnar. And the whole point of the feud is that, you know, he's this unstoppable force that's gonna fucking destroy Rollins and... Kane is stopping him, putting yeah. putting a stop to that. Yeah, and it's just can we put Lesnar and Rollins could have a great match together. They're going to. You know what? That's what yeah. I was just about to say. Fuck them. They're not ruining this for me. I don't fucking care. Do all the stupid yeah. shitty booking that makes no fucking sense. That you want. You're not ruining this for me. It's gonna be yeah. amazing and I don't care. I'm not fucking paying attention to any of this crap. Just stop. have you can try all you want. The bell rings, have Lesnar... The show's in St. Louis, so have Lesnar, F5, Mercury, off to, like, Chicago. Yeah. Kane, just bury him somewhere again. Um, and just let these two tear it apart for about 20 minutes with Rollins flipping around like only he can and Lesnar just hurting people. Being the dominant monster that he can be. Just, right. Please let these guys just... let it Just let it be about them. Please. Yeah. You now, don't... what I've been reading is that this, uh, and the I guess the way the match goes might play into this. That this it could be leading down the road to a uh, Seth Rollins face turn. It could. Now what? Now what? I on open was talking about how I thought that, that was a splendid idea. That I love the idea of, of Seth Rollins as a face. Um, besides his nasally sort of annoying voice, um, I've always thought that he 
uh, everything about him screamed. It does. You know, kind of a Shawn Michaels type face um, character. Jeff, Jeff Hardy too. Yeah, oh yeah, Jeff Hardy definitely because uh, he does look a little bit counterculture and. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he. The fans are dying to cheer for him. Yeah, yeah. And the part that I added in too was that um, a big part of it is that he has earned the respect through his work as a heel, which always leads to a lot of the best face turns. That that's how I would see the face turn happening is if. Uh, Lesnar just massacres him, but Rollins won't give up, and eventually they just stop it via... Well, that, uh, and if the authority, um, you know, has made him think that he was going to get help, and then they end up not being there to help him. You know, right. something like that. Or mm-hmm. the authority or decides he's not worthy anymore, so they somehow just allow the fix to be in for, for Lesnar or something. God, please don't let it be because they help fucking Lesnar. That'd be almost worse than everything that's already occurred. Yeah, because Lesnar's clearly a face now, which, again, it's because he's too awesome to keep as a heel. Simply too awesome. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he broke the streak a year ago, a little over a year ago, and massacred John Cena a few times, and is still a face, says a lot about how absolutely awesome he is. So that rumor could end up adding up to what I've heard is, um, could end up being uh, Rollins versus Triple H for SummerSlam. Uh, so then the question becomes, who challenges Brock Brock Lesnar if he is to win the belt? Well, that's assuming that he holds it and doesn't get uh, money in the bank. Ooh, yeah, that could be possible. Because the problem is, with Lesnar as champion, just having him around only a little while... It, it, it was kind of starting to wear on me a little bit. It just where it was cool to... The problem is, what are they fighting over if Lesnar is only there, like, once every three months? Well, I'll tell you exactly what they're fighting over. They're fighting over the right to fight Lesnar when he comes back. That's old-school booking 101. Um, yes, but old-school booking doesn't always work when you have, like, eight hours eight of TV hours. every yeah, week. that's true, that's true, true. Yeah, I understand, but that's just that's just always the way that I, that I um, felt well, about I'm it. Sa- I didn't, I'm, I didn't I'm the same way, but... It, it doesn't work as well with what they've got today. Yeah, it is It is tough to fill in, especially when, when the belt is around. They can hardly make it feel like it's worth... Right. You know, it's worth... That's what everybody's fighting for. And without having people work twice in one night just to fill in the time, because it's not like they have 8,000 other wrestlers on the roster. I think that, um... Yeah, I think that... that, that uh, it opens up a lot of room for them if uh, they end up having... The, the subsequent face turn and somehow Lesnar coming out with the belt. Um, what else do we got going on? Battleground. New Day versus Primetime rematch. Um, do, you, do you see it as uh, New Day snatching it back? Or Primetime I really don't. I, I think New Day is kind of done for now. Really? Uh, I, really? I think they're still going to they're gonna be around just doing their comedy bits. But I don't really see them. I don't see them getting the titles back, at least not yet. It kind of seems weird, because it feels like it was not, you know, but six months ago that, you know, they were, the whole damn show was about them, and now... No, it it wasn't even six months ago, it was like two months ago. No, I said six weeks. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay, it was. Um, I think the thing was, I'm kind of glad that they, I won't say pulled the plug, but they moved New Day out of there, because you always run, one thing WWE is awful about is just running shit into the ground yes yeah yeah and there comes a point where new day is going to run out of funny ideas and it's going to get repetitive and not as impactful yeah but so in a way i'm i would have loved to see more of them because they were perfect in it but you can only keep them there for so long before it does get stale yeah and i'm kind of glad that they got out before they reached that point Okay, I can I can roll with that. Um, so we're thinking uh, primetime players probably retain. Yeah. yeah, though though I still can't imagine they hold the belts that long. Who? I mean, who can take it off of them? Well, um, I would say the Wyatts, but Rowan's out for like until about the winter. Oh, which is which is a a reason for celebration as much as anything can be. Uh, you can just just go away for a while. Just, just go away. Um. Uh, I mean, the Usos will be back eventually, but do we really want to go there again? Yeah, the heels? Uh, no. The, the Usos, they didn't really work as heels. 
well, they did they did it first, and then that just all was thrown away. As things tend to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, I would say Ascension, but then I'd have to bust out laughing for the next five minutes. Right. Um, so maybe... Maybe, they could maybe just New Day do... does take it back, and then they... Because, you know, there's some face tag teams for them to defend it against. I'd be, I wouldn't be against New Day taking them back at all. Yeah. Uh, it would just be kind of like, well, okay, sure, why well, not? It was a very stacked tag division has all of a sudden kind of become, you know, from injuries and various things, kind of become a little bit, eh. But, yeah. You know, not to mention uh, Tyson Kidd getting the old, yeah. the old Edge, Benoit, Steve Austin uh, yeah, situation. He had, he... He had his muscles busted. Yeah. So where? Uh, speaking of which, and we'll just go slightly off track and come back. Where does where does Cesaro go now, man? Oh man, to NXT. Hopefully, if yes. the Lord above is is listening to that part of my prayers, please. <laughs> there, there, there are a few places you could go with him. I'm still holding out the slightest, faintest glimmer of hope to have Regal come back to the main roster and lead him, Barrett, and uh, Sheamus as a European heel monster faction. Uh, just, I mean, the promos there write themselves. Um, and just, you can imagine how physical those three would be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as With Regal as the evil mastermind. Um, but uh, th- that's probably not going to happen. My guess, Cesaro will just kind of be there and not really do anything. Shamefully, as it happens. Because it's been decided that a guy naturally strong as an ox who speaks five languages really doesn't have much value. Right. You know, just, I mean, where would you possibly be able to use him? I mean, where? It's basically useless. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where you could possibly use him, but whatever. Stuff Uh, like that is just shocking because the WWE is, like, so far ahead of every other place. Oh, yeah. Like, just stuff like that, they can just have such oversight where it's like, how can you... Like, how does this happen? How's how does a guy like this not? Yeah, I mean, the guy can go in the ring. He's you've seen him throw Big Show around like he's nothing, and just let's just throw him in a tag team because there's nothing else to do with him. And um, well, it just happened to be the hottest thing on the roster. I'm telling uh, you, man, I have long been, I have long said that they ought to go. He should be like a. Uh, kind of a silent killer, badass, like Jason Jason Statham uh, style, just like almost like an assassin. Like his his action speaks for him. He just beats the hell out of people. Um, and it looked. It, it, what gave me the idea is, did you ever see the commercials for the WWE 2K15, where they showed you know Roman Reigns was was working out and yeah, um, Bray Wyatt was driving a motorboat out in the boons out in the swamps and then but it showed Cesaro he was like riding around in some really expensive car you know in a suit and I'm like that looks fucking badass you know what I mean like that something like that would be cool um where you could also do that is if you did some sort of revitalization of um evolution or the four horsemen or something like that where you have a main talker where you have a group but Cesaro is there and he can be kind of uh, like the Arn Anderson role where he's kind of the fucking worker He'll jump in and do some promos sometimes, but he's there. He's looking badass in the suit, and when you put put against Cesaro, he's going to work you over, and that's going to be that. I think that would be a great, great spot with him. It's one of those things where they won't do anything with him, but there's a million ways you could use him effectively. And it's so frustrating to just watch him... Ter- to just watch him make whatever they give him work really well. I mean, he got a giant swing over. Think about that for a minute. It's a giant swing. It's like from the 50s, and he got it over. You know it would be an awesome way for to, to try and, um, if you want to overnight get him over? Fuck, have him come out and go against Rollins one night. Think about yeah. the match those two could have. Oh, man. I mean, you oh. saw the one that, uh, on SmackDown a couple weeks back. They had him against Owens, and it was awesome. You know, just I mean, Rollins would be another great one to have him against. Just with, like I said, Rollins just flipping around and Neville Cesaro. too. Oh yeah, and just have, just please don't make them be a tag team, please. What's that, Neville and Cesaro? Yeah, yeah, because Neville would be one of them would get overshadowed. Who and the fuck's gonna cut the promos? Yeah, <laughs> that that's true too. But uh, um, it just it, it would. I saw that suggested on a on a site somewhere, and just the idea <laughs> of it. <laughs> 
Yeah. The, the, the idea of it made me cringe. The IWC, it, earning their reputation one fucking idea at a time. Those two would be... Oh, man. It's, so... The, yeah, Speaking I'm of off that. things that should never been put together, we're going to bypass the Intercontinental title match. I'm fucking boycotting this. I think that was with Ty that I started this. The boycotting of the Intercontinental title and the way it's been, been treated. Um, so we're going to boycott talking about that match because give a fuck. Man, how far did that fall? How fast? Ryback, Big Show, Miz. Like, could you come up with a lineup that people could give less of a shit about? I Thanks like Ryback. I actually like Ryback. It's Big Show that's killing it for no, me. No, I mean, no, I dig bit Ryback too, but they're, he's hardly had sustainable heat, and now he's going against two guys who nobody fucking cares about. It's just Yeah, which is a shame, because Miz, Miz was nailing it with that Hollywood character. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I, I've always been a Miz fan. Well. He was, don't get me wrong, he was in over his head in WrestleMania. You're alone. But, you were alone. I yeah. owned KB. The yeah. big, the, the thing that, of course... All of our futures hinge on. John's is Kevin Owens gonna win this champ? I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors. There's rumors are circulating that Kevin Owens is gonna win this damn belt. He needs to. There's... Especially for reasons that will become clear in just a few moments when we talk about beasts in the East. Yeah. Well, the thing for me is, what good does it do to have Cena keep it? The whole point of Cena having that title was to elevate it up and then pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. That was the entire point of putting it on him in the first place. And Owens will continue to elevate it. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. fucking name me somebody who's hotter in pro wrestling right now. It can't no be fucking done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say Lesnar, but he got beaten down by Joey Mercury and Kane on Monday. Just saying. Yeah. Um, you, it, I mean, the whole point of this is just to hand it off to Owens or to hand it off to somebody, and the open challenge is cool, but he hasn't really done one in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I mean, it. and to be honest, he kind of went through, Yeah. I mean, who else is there to go through? Right, I mean, unless you just start bringing in random mid-carders to have matches. Yeah, I mean, and it, that's probably not going to happen. I kind of like the idea of making, the way they did it without really doing it, of making um, the U.S. title kind of like the new TV title. Like, they could, they could leave yeah. it the way it was, where it's like, the U.S. title is the title of of opportunities like America and so you know it's defended every week and whoever wants to come get a shot at it come get a shot at it you know what I'm saying like yeah I think that would be a cool thing to continue with on a little side note um, has seen did anybody ever put on what's the last time you remember somebody having a series of TV matches as hot as Cena had with those open challenges oh yeah for sure Um, they were good at the same time they kind of for me a lot of the time they highlighted a lot of what's wrong with wrestling today with the uh, constant kicking out of finishers. Yes, yes, and, yes. And it was, you know, the matches kind of got predictable in, in that way. Well, but, I mean, predictable, I can I can give you predictable, but it's John Cena. He's not going to lose on TV that often. That's true, that's true. Um, so and the whole point of those is, was just is to give Owens, else a club. I guess I don't... I would say I'm not sure if he wins here, but I don't see how they book him into another match at SummerSlam if he doesn't. I don't see any logical reason for Owens to lose. That's right, like, don't get me wrong, that's never stopped WWE before. No, it hasn't. Logic has never, you know, don't let logic they, get in the way of a good fucking they will story, okay? They will, they will change whatever they can for the sake of swerving people. But, I, I, I the only way, mm, we'll see, okay, the way that this should go, I'll say it like that, the way that this should go is Owens should take the belt via nefarious means mm-hmm. at Battleground, and then they have their rematch, the final match, at SummerSlam, and then have Owens retain, clean or dirty, however you want to do it, and then both guys move on. I don't even want a rematch, actually. I just want. Well, they're to... gonna because you, you know, the oh. rematch clause that uh, only uh, happens sometimes. Uh, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll use the rematch clause when Cena drops the belt to Owens for SummerSlam for the final, uh, you know, the big, the big blowout match, probably a, uh, probably a gimmick match of some kind. Gimmick match yeah. of some kind. Yep. Um, but just, I mean. I just kind of, I would, a lot of it was just where they had the rapid-fire pay-per-views. They're running out of things to say to each other. You know what would be fucking amazing? And these are two guys that could finally pull it off. They, Owens takes the belt. Mm-hmm. Keep arguing about who's the better man, who's the better man. Well, Owens, I beat you once, Cena, I beat you once. But Owens beat him twice, but he cheated the second time, so fuck him. There's only one way to settle it. Iron Man match. 
Not a 20-minute one, not a, not an hour one, but a 30-minute no. one. They've done 30-minute ones before. They have, they 30 have. 30-minute Iron Man match between Cena and Owens. That would be fucking amazing. I could go and with that. You, you 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 leave you you leave away, you know. And it would be awesome to see Owens, you know, go in the route that a uh, Triple H, I believe, went in the Iron Man match, where he'll do a bunch of dirty shit and get disqualified a few times and get behind, but he'll do so much damage while he's breaking the rules that then he'll be able to catch it up. You know what I'm saying? I'd love to see them go with that story of Owens just being remorseless and doing everything and anything to destroy Cena and try to win this match. It, um, it makes it makes perfect sense to do that because you just hit him with a chair, pin him, hit him with a chair, pin him. Cena's yeah. done. Well, as done as Cena ever is, but and then um, they're tied up. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, so that could work. Uh, either that or um, I'd like to see a cage match between them. Just be, it just seems like a good idea for it. Yeah. But WWE cage matches have kind of they're very hit and miss. Like very hit and miss. Yeah, as long um, as they had some sort of cell to lock these guys into, you know, like a, like a cell type structure. Yeah, that no. wasn't overused into the ground until nobody fucking cares about that anymore either. Yeah, well, well, we can't uh, do that, man. It's not October. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so hopefully, logic prevails. Kevin Owens takes this belt. Yeah, th- there's no reason for we'll any. There's 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 no logical reason for Cena to keep it. Furthermore, reason that this needs to happen is because Kevin Owens is probably, I think, gonna drop the NXT title at Beast in the East on July fourth. Of course, these guys wait until I've been on grave shift for six damn months. <laughs> they wait till freaking three weeks after, two weeks after I get off a of grave shift to put a fucking great show on at five o'clock in the morning. Thanks a lot. I'll watch it whenever I wake up. Yeah. Uh. So we're pretty sure, right, that Finn, Finn Balor's this is going to be, I mean, if there's ever a time to try and launch him, make him a champion, make him a big deal, this is it. I mean, Owens is feuding with Cena. He's on the yeah. main roster. He's, he, like I said, one of the hottest guys in wrestling right now. The show is in Japan, Tokyo, where Finn Balor is huge over and where he made his name. This is kind of as close as you're going to get to the old school, you know, WCW, say, like Chris Jericho. He made his name, got a reputation as a great worker, and then came over to WWE, and he was a yeah. big deal. It's kind of like that, where Finn Balor was near the top of the entire promotion in NJPW when he decided to go, you know, go pursue being in the WWE. So now he's going back to that same audience in Japan and is going to be in a uh, world title match against one of the hottest heels in the world. This is this is it. This is the big chance to make Finn Balor a, a huge star, um, which I think he has every bit of ability to be so. So, uh... What are we thinking? You, you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, again, there's it's one of those matches where there is no reason to keep the title on Owens any longer. So that gives you some doubt that, you know, they might fucking... Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's... Shame, but it's true. Yeah, which drives me freaking insane about this company at times, because either that or something will leak out, and it'll say that Owens is going to win the title, or that Owens is dropping it, so, oh no, oh no, we have to keep the internet fans from freaking out about it because there's never been a moment where the obvious happened and it, it was good. Out, yeah. I mean, it's not like... I mean, there was so much doubt that Austin would beat Michaels for the title I was just about to say that! I yeah. was just about to say, man, everybody... Nobody knew right up until his hand got raised that that, old, that Austin character was going to win that belt oh, from yeah. John Michaels. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I, I'd go with Balor here. Having... He need, he has to do the demon entrance. He oh, has to. Oh fuck yeah, he's gonna like do the this. demon entrance. Because like I said, this is gonna be, like this is gonna be it right here where they where they show every. Yeah. This is gonna be their big, um, Finn Balor showcase. This is gonna be, mm. this is gonna be it. Where like, hey, this is look at this guy. This is gonna be someone you need to pay attention to. Yeah, and uh, going back to the whole idea with Dusty connecting to people, those videos that they have been doing on NXT showing his past and stuff like that have been oh yeah have been excellent, excellent um, for, for stuff like this for any regular he, nxt viewers or people who aren't viewing it regularly you should really check out um the last couple of weeks and this week coming up they are having uh basically you know just summing up the history of finn balor and his journey to the wwe and they have been excellent uh pieces of work by the wwe and um you know really very interesting definitely worth yeah. checking out highly recommended 
They are, and they're they're airing a a full special on him on the network, which I'm assuming might just be these collected into one show. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I, I'd I'd be surprised if they had all new footage just for that. Um, but anyway, either way, check them out. They are well worth watching. Um, they really do give you this idea of how awesome Balor is and how far he's come to get here. And it, it really does, it personalizes people, it personalizes him a lot better than just, here's a guy, he does cool matches, it's he has cool, cool entrance. It's a really yeah. cool entrance. <laughs> yeah. And it gives you a little more, like, background, and it, it connects you to him more, which you don't get that often um, these days. Uh, but yeah, uh, Balor wins, and then just tears the house down with everybody he fights for the next three or four months. Speaking of matches that we are super looking forward to um, and styles that are going to fit really well, Kofi Kingston against Brock Lesnar is also going to be awesome. And it's going to be awesome seeing hopefully New Day is involved and they just get trashed, like thrown all <laughs> over the place by Brock Lesnar. you got to think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a glorified but really fun squash match because yeah. this is his, you know, his arrival back into the WWE, his first match. Before, right. You know, as a lead-in into uh, into into Battleground. Well, see, the 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 brilliant thing that I read was um, Lesnar was going to go over there anyway to like visit some old wrestler that he wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he said, you know what? Why not just work a match? That way, I can write it off as a business expense. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Lesnar is a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Oh, he's yeah, extremely extremely and, cunning. And guy. they're like, and then if I if he goes over there, they'll pay for my train rides. So nice deal, uh, and the match for that. Not to mention, we're gonna get also um, Chris Jericho against Neville. That'd yes. be good. All of you heard that right. What I just said, Chris Jericho is gonna be wrestling on the show, and he is gonna wrestle against Neville. For anybody who does not know, um, he has Chris Jericho has been uh, touring with the WWE just on the house shir- house show circuit. Um, Including last night, where he showed up in, I think, Boston with The yeah, Rock. With The Rock, for some, who also for showed up. some reason. Yeah, why the fuck not? Um, now that's a house show you should go to, right? So he uh, he will be there against Neville, which will be a really interesting match. And uh, I know Jericho feels very strongly about Neville's talents and is excited about the prospect of a uh, you know putting him over. So, oh, yeah. um, and I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not giving away a spoiler. That doesn't necessarily mean that Neville's going to win the match. Um, right. But Jericho is going to do everything he can to make Neville look as awesome as Neville is. So, and yeah, lesson to be learned here: you can put someone over without uh, without losing to them. Absolutely, absolutely. See, see WrestleMania 13, Brett versus Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think he will lose, but because well, yeah, Jericho so always loses. But yeah. uh, Jericho is there to put people over and then just come out and say like two words, and then everybody forgets that he lost. Nothing wrong with it. So. Yeah. Uh, Really, I'm really looking forward to that show. Yeah. Do uh, you have, before we ride off into the sunset here, on a surprising, uh, after the KB run-in, um, a surprisingly fun show, do you have uh, a old school, a network recommendation yes, for do. us, good sir? Now, we're going to, uh, I'm going to say um, a couple of words here that might make you run off screaming. WCW in 1995. Ah! Um, now, th- this isn't their best period. Me coming back. Okay. This isn't their best period, to put it mildly. Um, but there was a show called Fall Brawl 1995, which had probably the worst war games match that's ever taken isn't place. Is that the one where Hogan and all them come out with the fucking camo paint and shit on them? Yes, like, it is. Yeah. With with okay, just I feel the, like I remember other stuff on that show being not the worst thing yeah. ever in the world. Well, just to, I'm not recommending the War Games match, but here's the lineup for Hogan's team: Hogan, Savage, Sting, and Luger. Yeah, you yeah. could have anybody you wanted on the other side, and they were going to be huge underdogs. Yeah, they didn't even try to hide the fact <laughs> that this was <laughs> going to be a squash. Yeah, ass kicking, yeah. And the opponents, by the way, were Kamala. Brutus Beefcake, Earthquake, and Ming. That was the... That was, yeah, my reaction is right there in the silence. Like, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, there are two very good matches on there, both of which run uh, well over 20 minutes. You have the opener, which is Johnny B. Bad against Brian Pillman. All right. Which runs about half an hour. 
It's a 29 minute opening match. Is this um? Was no, that didn't come quite. That was a little bit later when um, crazy Brian Pillman showed up. You know what I'm no, talking this, about? No, this was still yeah. just flying Brian. Okay, but still. Um, still. Uh, and then in one of the few times this ever happened, Arn Anderson versus Ric Flair. Yeah, because I remember they had that little that little mini feud going, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And did I mention this show was in North Carolina? Yeah, I remember the crowd being pretty pretty shit hot for that. Oh match. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it just and it's one of Arn's best matches ever, just because he's in there with a guy that he knows so so well. Yeah. Um, and also, if you ever need a cure for insomnia, this this oh. show has has one of the worst matches. The All Lunesta seen. list. Go for yes. it. Harlem Heat. Versus Bunkhouse Buck. No, you and know what? Fuck you Dick right now. Slater. Because that Matt. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Is that no? That's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, never mind. Go for it. Did they get fucking like 30 minutes or something like that? Didn't was 17. It? About 17. Okay. It felt like 30. Yeah. I thought um, this was the show when um they fought the Nasty Boys and everybody. No, like, no, no. It no, was no. just ridiculous when they went back to the concession stands. They were just like slipping and falling. That was like, that was a real match. Yeah. Well, it was a tribute to the Tupelo Concession Sand Brawl, which yeah. worked for people who knew what it was. But other than that, it was just dumb. But um, anyways, on to this match. Yeah. You need to this, fall asleep. Yes. Uh, this was a tape that I, I had this tape. Um, I got it from Blockbuster for like two bucks when I was about like 12 years old. Nice. So, and I would just watch it on repeat every night, and I never could stay awake through the tag title <laughs> match. It was that dull. Um and uh, just watch the Pillman match, watch the Anderson match, and then cut the tape off right there, unless you want to watch a really lame war games. Um, yeah, uh, just, this is it's an interesting time for WCW because they're coming up on the third episode of Nitro the next night. Mm. So this is right when they had just started all that. So they were really starting to to change things up, and also I believe um, a certain Diamond Dallas Page wins his first title on the show okay, so okay. he's starting up everything there um, but yeah it's a it's a good show uh, well it's not it, it's a good show because of those two matches running nearly an hour between the two of them yeah 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 but uh, j- just watch those two matches and then do something else while we're before we roll out we forgot to talk about this Um, just quickly overall how'd you feel about Money in the Bank I liked it. Um, it's Money in the Bank's one of those shows where it's very much like TLC or Extreme Rules, where the two big ma- the the two big ladder matches were gonna carry the whole thing. Yeah, uh, those alone were gonna make this show good. The fact that the the ladder the second ladder match went nearly forty minutes, uh, it got a little ridiculous at times, but it was still really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Lesnar and then uh, Owens versus Cena two was in the middle. Okay. Uh, just it was. The gimmick matches carried it, and then the big uh, Owens Cena showdown pushed it over the top. It was a good show. So, what, what, what grade did you end up giving it? Uh, I think it was a B plus. Okay, okay. I was talking. Yeah. I was thinking uh, B minus C plus territory, just because I personally was was not as impressed as everybody else seemed to be with uh, Owens and Cena. Um, mm. But I can, yeah, that, that, I can understand why people liked it. I just, I just that was a that was a very divisive it. match. I yeah. get why people wouldn't like it. It's it was very similar in the vein to uh, Undertaker versus Shawn from WrestleMania 25. Okay, yeah. It's a it's a lot of finishers and laying around, but if you get caught up in the drama of it, it works. Really, it probably won't hold up that well on a second viewing, but live it was a lot better. Well, I mean, not just that, but the first match that Cena and, and Owens has was was finishers and laying around. So I'm like, yeah, like, why is everybody like this? I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was as very different from the first one. But the well, first one was good, so I yeah. guess this one was good. I can roll with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it was good show overall. I'm, what is the last bad pay-per-view they put on? See, the thing is, is, is you don't... We're kind of in a no-man's land where it's like... They don't put on necessarily bad shows. Yeah. What was the last great show, too? You know what I mean? Like WrestleMania 31? I, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, no, it just... It, well, granted, 31 had such low expectations coming in. Yeah, I think I don't that think, was, that was a big I don't think anyone was expecting anything good to come out of that show, and it turned out to blow the roof off the place, which is impressive because the place didn't have a roof. Yeah. Blew the so, sky off of it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, glad you enjoyed that, and uh, glad we could get you, pull you back from the dimension. You, um, I know you have a lot of important work going on going on over there, so 
go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead and get back to it. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure we'll we'll be sharing thoughts sometime in the near future about oh. uh, the at least the very least the Beast of the East and um, the, the SummerSlam build. Um, mm-hmm. Both will be of high interest. Yeah, which at uh, least so, they have some time to build to it now. Right? Exactly. I couldn't believe. I'm like, damn, there's six weeks in between for till till uh, Battleground. Like that's yeah. very impressive for them. The fact that they could probably put it, they fit three shows into about the same amount of time before, tells you all you need to know about how hectic the last few months have been. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been big time for for, for the podcasting business. Um, oh, yeah. So thanks a lot for joining us, brother man, um, and for all our listeners out there. I swear, I swear, I promise, I'm going to get those damn two pro wrestlers that I've been promising for all these years since like episode fucking one. Um, schedules are hard to work out sometimes that show business i'm working on it um i'm working on getting shockmaster back but like i said in the open he's got a lot of shit going on right now too uh i don't know why the fuck people can't just quit life and be available for my damn podcast but um we're working on that and obviously sometime in the near future uh, after we get some episodes piled up we will have peter crawford back to keep on rocking out our way through ancient history um uh, I thank all of you guys who were able to make it through those episodes last week. Uh, they're kind of esoteric, but really they're supposed to be accessible to anybody who might have a passing interest in history, but just hasn't had it explained to them in a way that they can that they can uh, engage and be interested in it. So we're hopefully we're doing that for you guys, to anybody who's listening through them. Um, they're a very good source of information. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. We will be back next week, continuing continuing all our coverages.